Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we give a voice to women whose story is meaningful, moving, and compelling. We share their stories so that the rest of the world can see them shine and feel permission to do so as well. Today's guest is Sarah Noyes. Sarah, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm so excited to have you. Sarah um, is the CEO at Noise Works. So, Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure. I mean, I'll always start with the education. Uh, I have a BA in nonprofit management, an MA in organization development. I'm a certified career coach and also certified change management for ProSide. The yada, 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 right? I mean, <clears throat> oh, I love all that. I love it. The <laughs> I mean, right. so what it really comes down to is that I'm in the business of building better work environments um, by finding the right match for a role, so recruiting, uh, mapping leadership opportunities for those steering the boat, 360s, which are interview-based and synthesized by theme, and ensuring projects are completed on time and at budget with change management. So that's a biggie. That's a biggie. So yeah. not, not everybody who does what they, what you do or they say they do what you do can do that part. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the beauty of change management is that it's a very clear framework for getting for, from the current state to the desired outcome. And if you're utilizing change management within your project management, uh, all the research shows that that's what happens. Your projects end on time and at budget. In fact, they're two times more likely to end on time and five times more likely to be at budget. That's Those are sweet words to any CEO, <laughs> yeah. any director, any managing partner. So what industries uh, do you work with most or do you prefer? Uh, right. Well, the sector I work with most is social enterprise. Great question. And the industries are varied. I mean, the sector is really my focus. And social enterprises can be for-profits or non-profits. If they're the former, they're solely in existence to benefit the common good. And that's a large umbrella. And then uh, if they're non-profit, it means they have a substantial amount of self-generated revenue. So they have this for-profit arm of whatever service they provide so do you work alongside folks who um practice or coach or train or teach um csr best practices like corporate social responsibility and how to make no, those programs work um, yeah. i mean that's definitely part of you know the building Big. a better work environment for yeah. sure but it's not something that I do. But I have started all No, no, I, I know it's not something you do, but I'm thinking of people I know who do that, who could use your element to that bigger picture, you know, like oh, you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have some referrals already off the top of my head I'm thinking about um, who would really appreciate it. So they're, you know, big picture idea strategy people, but you come in and you check the numbers, all the quant, the time, the money, the how, how long will it take, how much will it cost, and that's important too. So I yes. think you'd be a great partner for this person I'm thinking of, um, you know, so I'll introduce you after the podcast for sure. Um, great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I've also started, you know, along those lines, doing culture audits to evaluate how employee, well, employee programs and perks 
garner the trust of each and every employee. Oh my and God. <laughs> definitely one part, one bucket of those culture audits are around community involvement. Wow. So have you ever um, audited big law? <laughs> uh, yes, I have actually. Wow. Been the majority of the audits that I've completed um, are for Fortune 500 companies, many of which are uh, law firms. Wow. Wow. That, that industry, I'll tell you, it needs sweeping change. Culture there is just, yeah, it's, it's they, I'm telling you all the CMOs I know out there, they have all the responsibility, no authority. They can't buy anything, but they do everything and they're <laughs> beaten down. Wow. Um, and this culture is stuck in the 1970s or something totally yeah. <laughs> totally so i didn't know this part about you um folks i've known sarah for a little while we met at the san francisco business times mentoring monday event and hit it off and had coffee a couple times and conti will continue to do that um but this is quite a surprise i have a lot of contacts in legal who uh, would love a voice of change as i see you um a voice for change if you will or someone to hold their hand and to make uh, the culture just, it, 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 I don't even want to get too personal here, but I mean, I see these people beaten down and by mm -hmm. wh why? Because lawyers are fearful. That's mm -hmm. why they act out of fear. So it's like the kick the cat, um, mm -hmm. you know? So yay you, I'm totally going to hook you up. Um, yeah, I was really surprised when I, I did an audit for one law firm and they had decided to make all of their compensation to every employee transparent to everyone at the organization. Wow. Yeah, huge. You know, so there are those law firms <laughs> that are That's amazing. Right? And so uh, that is a call to other law firms to follow suit if they're going to remain as sustainable, if not more than they are today. And, and to, you know, your greatest asset is your, um, are your employees. And I think that mm -hmm. if you make your employees happy, then your clients will be happy too, but you have to focus on your internal clients. So Sarah, I think I have an article that I want you to write, or I see an article in your future, if you're interested in being published on this topic for law firms in particular, um, Let's talk after this because I think that's fascinating and what a progressive firm that totally went transparent on that. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of, I've never worked with a firm that's done that. Let's just do that. <laughs> I mean, there are other companies, you yes. know, or I should say industries that are much more transparent. So yes, it's very unusual for a law firm. And actually I am almost done, uh, putting together an article about particularly what small and medium sized businesses can implement tomorrow in terms of employee programs and perks um, because they would require very little infrastructure and are not expensive to so is, does the firm or company have to be nimble or you're saying your plan is flexible and nimble and easy regardless of the company's structure yes exactly awesome. uh you know it can get more complex but there are so many ways that if you just take the time you can find ways to make increase employee retention uh with not 
is not a significant cost. A great um, return than investment. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. I, I'm learning so much about you that I didn't know. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> you know, I have to do a better job at these coffee talks. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot to building, there's a lot to building a better work environment. So I've been trying to continually add to my toolbox, right? Well, what does that look like, building a better work environment? Give me a snapshot. I'd say, you know, just what I've been going over is that you have to make sure you have the right employees from the get-go. I mean, there isn't, you know, recruiting isn't rocket science, but there is a science to it. And I have written a blog post about that well as well, where I'm basically handing a four-page manual to organizations on how they can best predict future job performance so that everyone just has, it's open source. Everyone can have this information. I remember uh, chatting with one of my good friends who owns her own business with about 80 employees. And she told me that she had an employee that siphoned about 50 grand out of the organization and stopped working a month prior to giving his notice. And I just thought, you know, that's it. And I went home that night and just wrote down everything I know about recruiting based on my experience, but also numerous books I've read, one of which is called Work Rules uh, by the Chief People Officer of Google. Nice. And I can't recommend it high enough. <laughs> right? There's a lot of science in there around recruiting, how to compensate employees, um, how best to manage training and development and so on. I will purchase that book today. Um, <laughs> this is a really great and lots of surprises in this podcast. I'm, you know, I'm always interested in collecting people and then connecting them to others. So things, the wheels are spinning in my head. I know a lot of people who need what you do and um, we'll frame the value proposition in their language so they recognize having you on board and we'll hire you to help them make sense of the chaos. Um, so wonderful, wonderful. Um, it sounds like you've done a lot. How long have you been doing this and what's your proudest professional accomplishment along the way? Um, well, I've been doing this for nearly 15 years. And it uh, really, my proudest moment would be at the beginning of all of this, uh, when I just set out and knew I would never relent in my pursuit to do work I adore for social enterprises, while also achieving monetary sustainability, especially as an independent consultant. And I did that, I started out immediately after graduating graduate school, and I was consistently told by seasoned professionals, even my grad school advisor, that I would not be successful. But I just didn't listen to them. Good for and, you. Yeah, but that's sort of my MO from- Yeah, her. I know her folks. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just, keep it down. Yeah, just go for it. She's yeah. a great example of what the overused phrase, girl power, really means. Um, and, you know, don't take no from someone who can't even say yes. You know, that's yeah. what I say. Let me that's tell you. That's a great, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, it, oftentimes people who don't have buy power, um, 
the way they survive, it's sort of a, a survival mechanism, is to tell others, no, no, they're gatekeepers. When it's like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, I know this is sad. They don't allow you much uh, leeway. You don't have by decision power. Um, let me talk to your boss or let me talk to someone who can really, you know, I'm not going to just be told no when you can't tell me yes. So um, that's why I try to find the right person up front and not go through all these people who need a small notch in their belt, you know, mm -hmm. they're not always big picture people. Like the CEO is a big picture person. She has vision. She has uh, foresight. She cares about the future of the company. She's going to want to meet with a you. So um, we'll see what we can do to hook you up um, outside your already successful client base and see if we can introduce you to some new folks. Uh, what exactly um, do you find inspirational or who maybe has been inspirational to you? What or whom? Oh, that's a really deep and interesting question. Um, <laughs> I, you I know, like this. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the whom, uh, you know, the person that comes to mind uh, most often in terms of being inspiring is a colleague of mine, Doreen Allen, who I met through the social enterprise. And what I love about Doreen is she is just a genius and a cheerleader. She's so willing to be herself, including be vulnerable and ask for help. Nice. Yeah. She's worldly. I mean, she was born and raised in Panama, has lived all over the world. She's fluent in Spanish and Portuguese. She routinely goes to those countries to advise social entrepreneurs who are also just getting started. Um, she's always celebrating success. I and, would love to meet her. Yes, she would get along very well. And Let's bring her to coffee next time we have a coffee. Yes, that's a great idea. And she's just willing to keep going despite yeah. obstacles. So, you know, if you surround yourself with those types of people, guess what happens? Yeah, great things yeah. happen. And that's what I mean about um, particular industries. You said it when you said law firms are so primitive. Um, they are not business like most law firms. Some of the big business, uh, some of the big law has become business of law, but <laughs> the, the the mentality and the attitude is so um, defeated. And, you know, I, I like to be around people who are get her done gals. You know, we can do that. <laughs> um, push through, um, rise, breathe, rinse, repeat, you know, go again. So mm -hmm. I love that. I would love to meet her as well next time you and I have coffee, if that's possible. Um, I don't see why not. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know that I believe in lifting women and business especially. And that said, what advice do you have for women to support one another? Uh, it's just what you've been saying throughout our conversation is refer, 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 right? Yes. Take the five minutes to consider whom and then just do it. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. nearly every time that I've been referred or referred someone else, the person is hired. That is awesome. You're like you a lucky charm. Yeah. So if you haven't worked with the, but you know, sometimes people can, if they haven't worked with you, they just know you and your work. They might be a little hesitant, but I think there's enough sleuthing one can do online. Let's say like LinkedIn recommendations sure. and web presence 
that you can easily decide if you can refer with confidence. Not to mention, you know this person yourself. So I just say, trust your gut and refer. I agree. I agree. So that's the whole business model of what I do for giving. Um, the podcast that we're on right now and these speaking events, um, it's all about shining a light on other women and referring them and connecting them and saying to someone else, um, you know, if you can hire this woman, do it. If you can't, then I know there's someone in your network who can, yes. because they need what she has to offer. Yes. Yes. Think. And I ask ladies, please think outside your bubble, like get outside of what's in your, you know, and think about how to change the world, not just what's on your to-do list today, but how do you, how do you contribute to changing the world? And that comes with referring and connecting and lifting and, um, I don't know. I'm annoyingly passionate about all this. You know that. Um, <laughs> yeah. people, people have said the speed of Susan is not for everyone. I said, well, then they're going to get run over because <laughs> we're moving. The world is changing. You know, you're either on the train. It's not that the train's not leaving the station. It is. Are you on board or not? You know, mm -hmm. so um, I had one guest who has this personal motto um, and I love it. I should introduce you to her actually. She says, advise, introduce, hire. Advise, introduce, hire. That's mm -hmm. her, um, you know, she'll advise others. She'll introduce them to other people. And then there should be a hire along the way. Um, we sit here with our own, you know, contacts list and database and, and go to coffee with people. We have wine and we go to dinners. And don't even think about how this person could really solve someone else's problem. Mm -hmm. And I don't see people as just uh, like, I didn't just see you as another coffee date. I saw you as how can I change the world through her? You know, whether it's get her hired by someone or have her hire someone or refer people. So yeah, advise, introduce, hire, refer, refer, refer. Totally. Um, Let's ask you this question. It's not an easy one. And a lot of people have a tough time being honest about it. But honestly, I don't like to have women on stage or on my show who pretend it's all been a bed of roses. So there have to have been challenges. Um, how did you overcome them? What were they and how did you overcome them? Mm, I mean, honestly, what really stands out to me as the biggest challenge or setback was a few years ago, um, just starting to experience chronic pain that seemed to come out of nowhere. And it really put a dent in my ability to work as much as I wanted and show up in the way that I wanted to. Yeah. And I don't know how much you or your listeners know about the science of chronic pain, but it can be quite challenging to resolve and just, like any other behavioral change, because recovering from chronic pain is really about that. So say going on a diet or discontinuing an addiction, it really is about uh, perseverance and you know delayed gratification, right? So yeah, you have to just keep working and just hope <laughs> that six or nine or 12 months down the road that it will pay off. And also you have to uh, educate yourself. So I spent a lot of time just learning about chronic pain and through, you know, modalities like Feldenkrais and meditation 
and proprioceptive tendon reflex, which is a whole other topic, <laughs> I was able to rid my body of chronic pain. Wow. Yes. And it is possible, regardless of whether my uh, physician agrees or not, <laughs> <laughs> because I continued to read when I didn't like his answer. Right. Good for you. I love that about you. That's why we connected. <laughs> You're, you're a, you are a troublemaker. You're not a rule breaker. Yeah, so you're yeah. a troublemaker. I, <laughs> I kind of am, you know, because when I was in the chronic pain uh, program, I started to notice some things I didn't like, and it's just my way, you know, and so I persisted, and now every single person at my healthcare provider is able to access Proprioceptive deep tendon reflex and the health plan will pay for it. Wow. Uh, so not, know, not something yeah, it's just want, my, they don't want everybody to know that. I, I don't think a, a lot of people know that. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> there you yeah, go, Sarah, so, doing it again. Yeah, yeah. It's just my way. When I see a problem, I want to fix it. I love that about you. I love that. I think that our coffees should be monthly, recurring coffees. I think that together we can create a new world order. Um, you fascinate me. So other than <laughs> the chronic pain, which was a surprise to me, because there's no evidence of that when I was met with you, um, but I'm glad that you're managing it. It is life-altering. I know that much. Um, what has been um, something that people may not know? Like, tell me a surprising fact about you, something people don't know, but maybe you want them to. You know, I strongly believe in a holistic life and having pursuits outside of work. <laughs> so I, uh, for the last 20 years, have been very involved in partner dancing. And I particularly adore Casino de Rueda, which is a partner dance from Cuba. And it is commonly referred to as Cuban salsa, but it really is quite different. And then I also enjoy Kizomba, which is a dance from Angola, Africa. And I kind of call it the tango of, of salsa because the music is much more upbeat, but a lot of the same movements. So that's very exciting. And you know that whenever we're together, I tell you about my health and um, I'm trying so hard to get me back. When I'm there, I would love you to introduce me to this uh, type of dance. I used to dance. I love it. My husband and I signed up for actually a salsa class. We, of course, never went. We just came to see. It's kind of what we do. Um, sort of like a gym membership. We do that mm -hmm. too. I think we belong to three or four, and, you know, I haven't seen the insides of maybe, maybe just one of them, you know. So yeah, I can absolutely relate. I mean, one of the um, things that keeps me going on a regular basis is, is having a friend right that uh her and i will motivate each other to meet up and go at least once a week nice very nice maybe i'll get into that when i uh, lose this weight so i'm um, 11 <laughs> pounds down so i'm still working on it ah congratulations <laughs> thank that's you big, yeah that's a big accomplishment i mean you know that since the 10th of this month so um and not because i'm sick either <laughs> <laughs> So let's, let's circle back to what you do so well in the workplace or what NoiseWorks does for others to grow and protect their companies and make their employees happy to be there. 
um, before we close out the call, because I know that we enjoy a little personal chit chat on this podcast. And I want to make sure I leave the listeners with what you do for a living, because you know I'm all about referring you for work. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little more about Noise Works. Um, you know, I it's really grown and developed. Uh, with a master's degree in organization development from the California Institute of Integral Studies, the focus there is really on transformative leadership, right? So how are we moving to the next level of business? And it really comes through an examination of oneself, like a high self-awareness amongst leaders that will hopefully permeate the culture of the entire organization. If the leader is not able to tap in to their own emotional intelligence, I think we all know what eventually happens throughout the organization. So my focus, for example, with the interview-based 360 feedback syntheses is to do just that. So, you know, through those, I'll talk with six to 12 coworkers, family members, mentors of a leader in an organization. Wow. To ascertain from them what they view as their strengths and counterproductive behaviors. I also touch on any workplace dynamics that are currently happening that are having a great impact. And then about the impact, right? So the counter, both the strengths and counterproductive behaviors, we focus on that because that's really the crux of the issue. And then I organize all that information by uh, at most three, four, at most five themes for each category so that a leader has a very um, clear idea of where to focus. That is awesome. Let me just say um, a lot of your language right there resonates strongly with me because in my presentations when I travel and talk about um, how communication styles contribute to gender bias and how to change that and create an inclusive inclusive community at work. Um, we talk about the difference between the typical or old school what leadership looks like versus tr- you know today's transformational leadership. We hear that phrase, not everybody knows what that means, um, but how EQ is, is part of leadership where it used to be seen as a weakness, now it's a strength and um, or maybe it's always been seen as a strength, just not by the old white male, you know? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of overlap and I would love to bring you on when I present a workshop and have you like present the second half or your part, or maybe we could weave some things together because that is powerful. The fact that you, um, so I, I advise people to question their leaders and to say why, question authority and say, well, you know that troublemaker right here. But um, it's how we find out what their motives are and if the path we're on is really the right one in alignment for the right reasons. And the fact that you go interview, you know, family, friends, coworkers, mentors, you know, that's incredible. Wow. I, I, I need to introduce you to a lot of people who know what you do. So, well, anything you want to say before we say our goodbyes? Um. Well, yes, this has been 
really fantastic, Susan. I really appreciate everything that you've done for both me and women in general and business. You should be replicated. Please <laughs> just clone yourself, but not really. <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> Thank you so much. I tell you what, one thing we do need to include before we sign off is how can people reach you? Email, phone, website. Yes. So my website is noise-works, that's spelled no-yes-works, as plural, dot com. My phone number, I always answer my phone, even though I live in California. And it's 415-713-4155. Repeat that one more time. 415-713-4155. So 415-713-4155. Sarah Noyes, thank you so much. I can't wait until our next Coffee Talk. You fascinate me. I learn something new every time we talk. And those people who know me well and for a long time have known me for a long time, it takes a lot to surprise me. I've lived around, I know a lot of people, but you surprise me every time, and I love that. That's great. What a gift. That's so sweet. Thank you for staying, and I also look forward when we can meet again. All righty. Take good care, everyone. Have a good day. Thanks, Sarah.